Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can follow him Follow him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? I have Dr. Stranged every outcome for this year and have come up with what I know is going to happen. I will go 144 for 144, or whatever 14 times 14 is. I didn't learn that in school. They stopped at 12 by 12. Uh, but Which I know what I think 144 is, is 12 times 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, I know every scenario and you don't have to listen to either one of these guys. Cause I know exactly what's going to happen. 196, 196. Thank you, producer Seth. I'm going to go 196 for 196. It's not a, not a competition, but it's well, also, win, but I'm it's also based off of your pregame texting. I really hope that it doesn't go every way that you're saying that it's going to go. <laughs> so um with us as well as uh our producer seth if you haven't blocked him on twitter do it now so that's a top five s-e-t-a-h-5 what's up seth i am prepared to win the fantasy football championship this year i'm just throwing it out there that's okay there's only it won't two, happen but two-thirds I'm, of us are in that league i i don't know if you if you never mind this is for an off off the camera thing it's fine it's fine um so what we're doing here today, guys, a little bit different. We're doing our 2023 season prediction pod. It's the first one ever, first annual uh, LEO podcast season prediction pod. What we'll do is we will go game by game, win loss, one sentence, maybe two, or an elongated sentence on why. When have I ever answered a question short? Well, we got to. Does that, does that ever happen? We got to try. And then we'll give our... Um, couple like player awards for iu and then we'll do our conference predictions for both the east and the other one and then the rest of it's pretty normal from there except i've got two sections that these guys don't know about i'm pretty sure at the end so before we do that let's do a little bit of quick housekeeping uh just again the website and the store are live it is leo podcast or podcast leo.com that'll get you there uh we've got a store there too with a t-shirt and a sticker Brand new stuff, just some premiere stuff. As soon as we start, you know, moving along a little bit more, you guys show any interest in that, then we'll we'll throw out some more stuff, hats and stuff like that. So uh, we will have a kickoff week special, guys. That is next week. Next week is the official kickoff week for me. We don't pretend that this other team plays this weekend. You can watch them if you want. But the real kickoff week is next week. Uh, we will have that going on. It'll be 25% off. So that's for everybody, not for just Patreon people or anything. We'll drop the promo code next week when we start dropping pods. 
Um, there will be, there's an option in there just so you guys know, if you guys do want to do some shop and check it out, uh, no shipping, you guys can pick up stuff from the tailgate. We'll bring it out there with us. You guys get a beer, have a shot, whatever, and get your beer, get your gear. So there you go. Uh, follow us on Instagram and threads. It's, uh, at podcast LEO. We are, we're crawling towards a hundred. Once we're there, whoever that person is, as long as they're not just, you know, some bot or something free shirt. There you go. And then, as I mentioned, uh, Patreon is still an option. $5 a month, 20% off all, all merchandise on the website, as well as I can't as wait no till ads. sexy, definitely not AI girl, 432 <laughs> stops by our tailgate <laughs> for a beer yeah. or a shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what, Shelby S432 is the winner for the 100th one or whatever. Yeah. Dude, of some of these followers I get for some of these bots on Twitter are wild. Dude, nuts. Nuts, right? Just yeah. blatantly don't follow them back. Just no, don't follow them back. No, no, you report. Well, you, or you just up all your followers. Just keep them on there. Just don't follow them back. Then they can't do anything to you. Um, There's the secret. That's yeah, Elon's Twitter. That's right. That's right. Up your numbers. Never mind. Okay, let's get into it now. Let's get into the official LEO podcast 2022 or 2023 season predictions. We're going to start with our IU football team, and we are going to go one by one through the through the the season. Give our win loss score and and what you guys think about that game. Um, if you don't have a score, not a big deal. But uh, I will kind of try to keep track. I'm not going to keep your scores on here. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? And uh, we'll go from there. I will. Should I start? Or do start. you guys want to start? I'll start. Oh, man. The Homer in me, boys. The Homer in me. What do you mean? Uh, what? Homer Simpson? You don't need Seth to take notes. Typing, we we have weird thing. We have our notes. We'll just give you the notes at the oh, end. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> but I mean, I can keep track. I've got... The same form as you guys is all I'm saying. Yes, yes. Wants the sorry for the sorry for the blank air the there. Receipt. Seth is just out here just throwing. Just let me just let me let me work, dog. When I nail it like I did last time, I just want I just want the props. That's all I'm saying. Just let me work, dog. All right, week one. This is a week from Saturday at Memorial Stadium against Ohio State. I have this one as a loss, boys. Seven, 17 to thirty one. Closer than what the experts think. Maybe a late touchdown. I think both teams are pretty rusty to start the season. Um, 17 to 31. I'm going to go with that as a loss. Brandon? I had the same amount of points for us. Look at that. And a, whole, and a whole lot of more points for Ohio State. I am going 45 17, okay. but I do think we are maybe leading in the first quarter. I could see us, I could see us 7 or 7 3. Who knows? Could get crazy in the first. All right. Seth. Yeah, you can count me in with the experts. I have uh, Ohio State 49, IU 13. I just think the offensive firepower of Ohio State is just going to overwhelm pretty much every team this year. IU's just the first victim. Um, and we're going to keep our thoughts on the on the Big Ten teams to ourselves for a, uh, for a minute. For a minute. I was going to start talking about that, but we're not going to do this. Um, the next game, Indiana state at home, believe it or not, guys, I have this as a win 42 to seven to the Hoosiers, 42, seven. IU comes out of that one and one. I think the offense is still puttering a little bit. I think the offense hasn't found its groove yet with which quarterback 
I think this could be a little bit of an offensive struggle, but the defense just devours. This could be a game where Indiana State doesn't even cross the 50. I have this as 27 to 3. Okay. Well, I hope they cross the 50, or else that's going to be like a new record field goal at some point. <laughs> 67 yarder from the 50 yard line. That'd be pretty good for an uh, FCS team. FCS. What do you got, Seth? Win? Yeah, of course. I have it 45 to 10. I think they get the offense on track, and I think the defense is just too much for Indiana State. Yeah, yeah. So we're only two games in. I know Bragg didn't want to do this. What gives you the conflict? Like, how did they get to that many points, Seth? I had 42. Well, you can single out Seth if you want. It's fine. Yeah, I just think it's a... I know your answer. I I know your answer, Bragg. I'm curious on Seth's answer. I just think it's a mismatch of a game, and I think they're trying to get healthy, and they're going to try to prove a point that the offense is going in the right direction leading into the, what's the next game? Is it Louisville? Is the next Louisville. week? It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. So, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you this now. I have three games that I've highlighted in yellow. You know our form that I gave you. There's no yellow on there at all. I've highlighted three games in yellow. This is one of the three games. The neutral site game against the Cardinals of Louisville. I have as, and I'll explain the yellow in just a second. I have this one as a W, boys. Real close. 34-33. IU gets this one. I don't think Louisville's going to be there yet. I think they're a pretty good team in the ACC. But the ACC is the ACC, as we know it. So um, you can be good in the ACC, but not good against other teams. What do you got, Brandon? I also have this as a win, Um, but not scoring as much as you do. I think you'll see a common theme amongst IU wins. I think Louisville's offense um, really struggles uh, again because I think they have offensive linemen built to pass pro or run pro. And then they're going to have to pass pro. And I think our defensive ends really cause them struggles um, down when the field gets short. So I see not one, not two, but three field goals all in the red zone. I have this as a 20 to 17 IU win. Okay. Seth's got it as a loss. Yeah, I don't quite share the optimism. I think Louisville's not a good team, um, but I just don't think the things fall right for IU in this game. And I have it as a loss 27 17. And it's a game that I uh, I wish both teams could lose. <laughs> um, this one could be another uh, across-the-board W for us here. We got Akron at home the following week. Um, again, a theme that I'm going to share, I think Seth's going to share and wins, and Brandon apparently is not going to share. I do not think the offense is going to be a problem, um, especially against a team like Akron. I think IU gets this one 49-14. Here we go. Not too indifferent then uh, Akron's a good team. I think we covered it in the preview pod, um, but I think our defense is still too much. They give up three to Indiana State. They give up 13 to Akron, and the Hoosiers win 31-13. They break the 30 spot. for a, a month into the season, they break 30 just barely. What do you got? Yeah, I have this as 37-7 IU. I think that this is over in the second quarter, and it's just a, a coaster in the second half. Okay. First quarter, first third of the season, 
Uh, Brandon and I both three and one, Seth two and two. Uh, as we head into what you guys would expect me, I think, to pick as a as a win here, it's at Maryland, a team that's getting a ton of hype um, here recently in the press in the Big Ten. I have this as a very close loss. We always play Maryland close, no matter how bad or good either team is. I think IU loses it on the road 27-28. Yeah, I mean, you name these games are always close. No matter who's quarterbacking, whether if IU has the better quarterback or Maryland has the good quarterback, I just don't have a huge belief in our corners. Unfortunately, uh, I think Talia absolutely lights it up. I think he may throw for five hundred. I think Maryland's defense is never good, despite always having studs. IU is always able to put up points, so I have them scoring thirty-three points but losing 41-33. Okay. Over game. Over, over, oh, Almost over always game. an over game. Almost. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is one where I think the teams are fairly evenly matched, um, but on road games, I, I will give it to Maryland 27-24. Okay. Low score. The over will be close. in the 50s. Low so? score. I mean, that's that's in the 50s. In the 50s. No, that's 51. 27-24. Your math oh, skills so far, buddy. Uh, just <laughs> off a little bit. All right. Uh this one could be a could be a team. What are they what do you call this in Kings when we all pull the same card? What is that? A waterfall here? I don't whatever it is. What is it? Social. Team social. Uh at Michigan. I've got it as a loss. Again, I, I don't really have us getting like super blown out, maybe outside of one game. Uh, I've got seventeen thirty four. Michigan getting the win here again. Usually play them at pretty tough, so seventeen thirty four, Michigan. Yeah, no. Um, this is I think the best defense in the Big Ten, despite them losing a lot here. I think they really shut down this offense. Um, unfortunately, I have them back in the teens. Um, I think Michigan takes off the gas, so this could be a backdoor cover. Yep. Um, but I have this as thirty-eight seventeen. Okay. Ooh, not too far off there. Yeah, you're not too far off me either. I have it as a as a loss thirty-four seventeen. Um, I just thing. yeah, I just think that's one of those games that Michigan kind of fools around a little bit, maybe plays some depth earlier in the game and keeps it a little bit closer than it otherwise should be. Um, but I, I expect a little bit of separation in that game. I think JJ and Corum are probably out by the start of the third quarter. Okay. All right. Um, let's do the homecoming game. This could be another social. Uh, we've got Rutgers at, at home for the homecoming game. I don't like the score I wrote down. I don't like the score. Now, you know, if there is anything that Rutgers, we can point to at Rutgers, it should be that they should have another decent defense again. Um, you know, and you know what? Now that I'm saying that, they didn't have a decent defense last year. Statistically, they were actually not good, uh, but they were great against IU. I do think IU wins this game, but I think it's closer than it needs to be. Might be a cover, though, Brandon. You tell me when you hear the score. I think I've got us winning this one 24 to 16. 24 to 16 over Rutgers. 
I think that'll be a cover. I think I think uh, this game's probably four and a half, five and a half. IU. I think think Vegas probably gives IU maybe a point and a half, two points um, better than them generally than the at-home swing. Um, For me, Rutgers games are almost as wild as Maryland. Not quite, but almost. And it always seems to be a game of runs, um, which is why I think this total gets up there. I have this as another over game, and I have this as a (laughs) walk-off homecoming win. 28 27, but 28 the hard way. IU. Okay. I I don't know how I'm the most optimistic one here. I don't want to give too much away, but I have Rutgers absolutely dying on a vine 28-17. There's just nothing to get excited about with that roster. Love it. One more game, and then we'll catch up after eight games on our our, um, win-loss record. Right now, we're about the same. So far, Brandon and I have picked the exact same wins and losses. Um, this one could be another one where we all pick the same at Penn State follows that up. Um, it's not as bad as it could be, but what I've got it as a loss here, 20 to 37. Um, Penn State, as I said in our preview, I think the average margin of victory at Penn State is somewhere around 21 points um, for Penn State. When, in, when they play in Bloomington, it's only six. Um, and they've lost, I think, two of the last four or something like that in Bloomington. Just a heads up. But this one's on the road, Brandon. What do you have? Man, they're, I have them coming off a loss of Ohio State, and they're going to have to flex some muscle to get yeah. back in the Big Ten. Um, I, I already think I think they're, this defense, I said Michigan's the best defense, but Penn State's not Penn State's too far, yeah. not, not too far behind them. I think IU really struggles to score in this game. Um, I think the lowest offensive output all season, I have this as 38-13. Okay. Um, You could just repeat what Brandon said verbatim and change only one number I have at 38-14. There we go. Okay. Um, Moving to Wisconsin at home, which I think based off the preview – um, we could have a little flip-flopping going on here on win-loss. I have this one as a really close loss, and I'm not confident in it. This is not a yellow highlighted game. I have two yellow highlighted games left, and I'll explain that at the end. Um, I've got Wisconsin stealing one in Bloomington late. IU 24, Wisconsin 27. Seth, or Brandon. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, uh, was this three years in a row now? IU has played Luke Fickle. I mean, he, he they know how to game plan for this. I think we all talked about how first-year struggles are going to be there. I think it's your quintessential IU game that IU just plays worse than it should. And this is the game that when we're sitting in December, we're saying, this is the Nebraska game from last year. Like, completely yeah. winnable game, completely winnable game, but just turnovers, Dumb plays, dumb penalties mm-hmm. hurt IU in this one, and they drop 31-21, but it absolutely should have been 21-21 or 21-20 or, or some way closer than 31-21, but this is the disappointing game on the on the schedule. Seth? <sighs> oh, yes. Let's go. IU 28, Wisconsin 27. Yeah. I'm not saying anything else. Love it. Okay. 
I can I see it. I can the... totally see it, but you know IU's going to have an IU game. Maybe you guys just haven't mentioned your IU game yet, but IU's going to IU, guys. Come on. Like, it's like it's going to happen. In, it happens every year that I, Lu- IU drops a game it shouldn't. Louisville was I'm my IU sure game. That, yeah, and I've... Mine might be mine might be Maryland. Could be, I, and I'll explain my yellow highlights here in a minute. I could have three of them, but I'm, uh, I'll explain them in a minute. I've got um, at Illinois next. Now, this one was tough, and I think it was maybe tough for all three of us here. Um, I've got it as a win, as a yellow highlighted win. IU twenty three, Illinois seventeen. Kind of one of those. You want to talk about IUing a game? IU is going to IU a game. This is an IU one. Like IU is going to IU this game. You know what I mean? I'm talking probably a kick return, whether it's a punt or a kickoff and some sort of massive, maybe one or two defensive plays, um, some big takeaways late. IU 23-17. Here's the rock fight. Here's the absolute rock fight. Let me just real quick give you the amount of points they scored when they didn't play Northwestern in the last month of football. They scored 10 points, 17 points, 24 points, and 15 points. This team can't score. They can't. I think they're really going to struggle to score against IU, but I think Bielema plays his grinded out, and this is going to come down to possibly special teams breaks my heart, but I think we get walked off 16-13, and I am crying in the Bragg's basement. Ouch. 16-13 loss. This was was honestly the hardest game for me in the entire schedule. I told you, I knew it was hard. Seth, I have seen your record for this team. (laughs) What do you got on this one, bud? I have the exact opposite of Brandon on this one. I have it going the exact flip. I have IU 20, Illinois 17 on a last okay. second field goal. Walking okay. off there. I like it. It's tough. Like I'm it. telling you. It's a tough, it's a tough game to pick. Um, the next one, I it could be a tough game. I'm not sure it's so tough for us to pick. I've got uh Michigan State at home, the final home game for IU senior day. Um, I've got this one as a W, but a big score and a close game. I've got IU winning 41 to 38. Brandon. Guess who's going to, I'm going to guess is 100% going to be back for this game. Dexter Williams. Guess who's going to run absolutely wild on them again. I see this as IU's only conference blowout. I was very loud on how bad I think Michigan State's going to be. I was very loud on how they'll have nothing to play for when they come to Bloomington for this game. Um, I think this is an absolute blowout, um, and I think this is a super fun game, possibly in the snow, players sliding. I have 36-13. to Oh, man, I'd love that. That'd be a nice, easy one. Sit back. Throw back some beers in the snow. That'd be nice. All right, Seth. I have Michigan State in an epic free fall. <sighs> yeah. And IU taking yeah. full advantage. 34 mm-hmm. 17. Not even close. Not never, never a doubt. Not not never yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Can I drop a fact on you guys real quick? And this is unrelated to Michigan State, but it reminded me because of Mel Tucker. Um, who's your boy at Maryland? What's his name? 
Loxley. Loxley. Okay. I don't know if we talked about this on the preview, but I saw this the other day. Since um, Tom Allen and Mike Loxley, they both took over the program at the... It's either the same time or about the same time. They have the exact same win-loss record. Exact same. When you think of those two coaches, what do you guys think? Sorry for going off on a tangent. Don't you think one is way more successful than the other one? Seth? I think one has a better publicist. Okay. All right. That's it. Moving on. Um, Okay. Last game of the season. Hmm. This one's a yellow highlighted one. At Purdue. I have it as a loss. Uh, the Boilermakers winning this one 24. This is an odd one, Seth, and stop pumping your This is probably like a total. You want to talk about a heartbreaker and crying in the basement? I think it, it like comes down to a missed field goal. 24-22 Purdue. And IU finishes 6-6 six and six on the season in my schedule. Brandon. So here's just an absolute yuck game. I have Purdue coming in with only four wins on the season. Their only thing, their only thing to play for is to beat IU. That's it. And for the record, Brandon has IU at five wins going into this game. IU has everything to play for. Get back to bowl season, get momentum. Every at the cards are on the line here in this game. Purdue has nothing to play for, but it's their Super Bowl. And IU just shoots itself in the foot too many times. Missed field goals, turnovers. Purdue holds on. Holds on. Ugly score game. 22-18 Purdue. They both had a 22 in there. How about that? <laughs> Fourth and 14 on the 20-something. And IU throws... A batted incomplete pass. Season over, oh. five and seven at hands of the rival. Well, so so I know I know Martha carries a mop, but does she also use a broom? Because it's a clean sweep, baby. 21-20 Purdue. And we all somehow magically got them to six and six. So no, you were wrong. Brandon has them at five and seven. I have oh, five shit. and oh, seven. Yeah. I have you, five you and that, and seven. I just automatically put that in the win column. Yeah. So okay, now I will explain what I have as yellow highlighted games. These are about as close for me as uh, as coin flip games as you can get, and those games are Louisville and neutral site at. Illinois and at Purdue the scores reflect it maybe outside of the Illinois one where I have them winning by six but those three games and Brandon's going to say the Rutgers game I think well no I think you said the Louisville game is a big one for you I have four I just have Louisville you can throw I have the yellow the toughest ones for me were in this order Louisville then Purdue then Wisconsin, then Illinois. Okay. Wisconsin and Illinois were two games. They're the two most. I have them as two losses right now. I have two losses against Wisconsin and Illinois, both as loss. I don't have IU winning a road game. Okay. I do think that they'll catch one. Seth, what was your score of the Purdue game? 
21-20. Okay. I do think they'll catch one. What do I have them catching one? Allen has a one. tough time Just winning one. on the road. You got to look at Allen's or uh, road. No one yeah. has a good Big Ten record. Let me just put no. that out there. No yeah. one has a good Big Ten record, but Allen specifically. Yeah, my only yeah. road win is Illinois. Yep, that's the only one I have as uh, as a road win as well. I have I mean, none. That's a difference. That's a difference for mine between our guys. Like, I, I mean, the, I don't have a Big Ten road win. But the tough, they, those they're tough games. I mean, really, Very you got tough. Maryland oh, yeah. tough. That's at what makes Michigan. Wisconsin so brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Penn State, at Illinois, at Purdue. Now, in both of, in my opinion, those are at mm-hmm. Illinois, at Purdue, are coin flip games. You can lose the game at Illinois, go into Purdue with five wins, and win in Purdue. I mean, those two games for me, you could flip-flop. It doesn't matter. Illinois, Purdue, I have losing by a combined seven points. I have three losing against three against Illinois and losing four against Purdue. Seven combined points. In those two games. Well, there we go. Well done. There it is, boys and girls. Seth and I have us going bowling. Brandon does not. We will see how it plays out on and the I, field. I just Again, I've just been, I haven't been as a fan as, as long as you, but I can just see like you and I just being so mad because there were so many games that could have sent us bowling. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. I just Illinois, want you Purdue, to remember. So many games that were sitting there watching bowl games. Right, we're watching bowl games together, and we're like, "This, this could have been IU. This, this should have been IU if it wasn't for Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue." I just want you to remember that we have proven that we can do it. This coach has proven in yeah. 2019 and 2020. Yeah. Now, granted, 2020 was a little different, but in 2019, for sure, with a backup quarterback who would turn out to be a stud, win games on the road, win important games, go into Nebraska and shock them and play them off the field. Like, he has done it before. He can't do it again. Now let's get into it. Okay, here we go. Here's the IU Awards, the LEO Podcast IU Awards. Here we go. The breakout player, and I'm going to go last on these, breakout player of the year. This is the criteria for them to pick was either uh, a freshman, a redshirt freshman, or an incoming transfer preferably I don't, I don't know what you guys ended up pick you guys usually don't follow the rules anyway but what do we have we'll start with seth who did you pick there yeah um so i get the charles barkley i'm a dumbass award um because i put it for the entire big 10 in my original notes so i had to scramble um <laughs> i mean i did it while we were recording it's fine it's all in there now um, but i have clemson clemson transfer ej williams i think okay. his size his speed his experience coming from an acc powerhouse is exactly what this team needs to augment the offense and really give something that they didn't have last year which was a compliment to camp camper yeah coming out of practice he's getting a lot of praise a and no no praise. one will shut up about him which is awesome yeah, yeah. brandon when you give me a layup, I'm going to take a layup. It's Andre Carter. Like okay. we're 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 here talking about what round is he going to get drafted, um, and and is he going to go in the first round? Um, uh, I I love Andre Carter. Everything again. Talk about people talking inside and outside yep. of IU's camp. Yep. Uh, Andre Carter is an absolute no brainer for okay. um, newcomer, newcomer, newcomer breakout player of the year. Here's where I'm going to go under the radar and pick somebody that is getting a lot of hype out of camp and somebody that a lot of people may have forgotten or, or um, didn't even know was on the team. 
So I'm going to go with safety Husky Amari Farrell, um, a redshirt freshman out of Florida. I believe I forget where he's from, but this kid is getting a ton of praise out of camp. He's making, you can watch camp highlights. He's making big time plays on defense. Um, I don't think he'll come in. I, I mean, I, I know I, he'll come in. He won't come in and be an immediate starter. Um, but I do think he'll provide really good backup to Noah Pierre. Um, and so I'm excited to watch him play. He'll be number 25. I don't know if he's on any of our numbers or not, but um, he is number 25. So keep an eye out for him. He so picked. Next, uh, he picked IU over Florida State. Yeah, he was ranked eight or not. He was ranked 58th best safety and 101st best player in Florida with an 88 overall grade. 88 yeah. overall grade is he's a big very time solid. Yeah, he's a big time player for sure. Okay, next, and I've got three choices here just in case you guys take any of them. Offensive player of the year, Seth. Yeah, so I went based on how does this team actually get to six and six? What player gives them the best chance to get there and crown him? And and the answer is someone we've come to back in uh, multiple times over the course of the season, and it's going to be Josh Henderson. He's going to be a workload for a lot of this team. If he's in the red zone a lot, scoring a lot of touchdowns, uh, involving him in the passing game, I use offense is going to be moving up and down the field and scoring points. Okay, that was one of mine. You keep giving me layups. I'm going to keep taking layups. Our most talented player on the offensive side there of the ball is, is Jalen Lucas. I've been I've been saying very loud he's going to be lined up as wide receiver just as much as running back. He's going to get the ball. He's going to be IU's version of Debo Samuel, right? Um, he's just going to be doing absolutely everything, um, and he's going to be a vital, vital part to what you can sell to recruits as what you can be at IU. Uh, give me... Jalen Lucas as offensive player of the year. He continues to get picked as first team all in preseason, first team all American. I think today even came across um, CBS sports and one other bigger one came across today too. Um, he's, he's just an absolute stud. And speaking of studs, my first pick, the first name I wrote down, I had this name, then I had Jalen Lucas and then I had Josh. I'm going Cam Camper. If he stays together for the full season, we saw what he could do through eight games, semi-healthy. I knew you, We know he wasn't fully healthy in those games, but I think Cam Camper is an absolute stud. Um, I'm going to take him as Offensive Player of the Year. Can I make a little note? Go ahead. I think Cam Camper has the highlight plays. I okay. think he has a few absolute monster touchdowns for me. Cam Camper was my number two. It's funny. We we all had the same. I had Lucas, Camper, Henderson. I think you guys had versions of different orders. Um, I just don't think the volume is there. I think this is going to be a run-centric team when we do pass it. Jalen Lucas is going to be involved a lot in bubble screens and slants. Um, I just don't think the volume is going to be there for Camper. But I think when he does get his hands on the ball, who doggy? Yeah. And just so uh, another kind of watch list came out, there's a comeback player of the year watch list. There's two IU players on that watch list. That's Cam Camper and Dexy, both on that list. So um, now this one here comes an easy way up. I think Brandon, I'm sure both of these players that I have written down, I only have two written down. Um, Brandon can't remember the name of one of them, so it's, I should be safe on that one. But uh, give me defensive player of the year, Seth. Yeah, I went with the same process I did with 
selecting Josh Henderson, who's the running back of uh, the defense. It's usually the middle linebacker. Um, and I'm going with Aaron Casey. I expect him to have, you know, 80 plus tackles on the season, probably four or five turnovers caused. And uh, I expect him to be a big part of shutting down the run game. Okay. Yeah, Aaron Casey was my number two. Um, if I'm going to take Carter as my uh, impact my br- breakout player, I have to take Carter, right? Uh, Aaron Casey uh, is going to be the captain. He's going to be the emotional leader. But it is Carter that is going to lead the headlines and lead the statistics for the 2023 Indiana Hoosiers. Okay. I have the other linebacker. I have Josh Rudolph. Um, the Austin P transfer, the guy that's getting the big time grades out of um, before camp started from PFF, the guy that's getting a decent amount of run in camp. You know, the other guy that you could put in here, maybe I could flop with him is Magna Ferrar, Magnum Ferrar um, at the linebacker spot. I think they'll be fighting between those two spots um, a lot. I do think that Josh Rudolph is, is a, a really good player, and I think we'll see him a lot. Um, but you guys took probably the top two. Um, so I'll take, can I I'll give, can I give there. co-honorable mentions? Yeah, go ahead to probably the most, if these two has a, have a successful year, this can take, I use defense to the next level. And it's what's been missing the past two years. Jojo Johnson. Okay. And Noah Pierre, the safety and cornerback play has been disappointing the past two years. The two years previous, it was safety and cornerback play that made all the difference for IU's teams. So do I think they'll be breakout players? Do I think they'll be deep in the players of the year? No. But your number one corner and number one safety better be making plays and better be playing varsity football. And so, again, I think JoJo Johnson and um, Noah Pierre are vital, vital pieces that shouldn't be left out when talking about defensive player of the year okay i was gonna say i thought you were gonna go sanguinetti there but that's fine we love noah love noah on the podcast we're always a noah pierre podcast so that's it that's gonna wrap up the award season um now we're gonna get into big 10 conference predictions we do not have a set format for this but let's do this let's not go record 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 whatever i want you guys to list them one through seven or should we go seven through one? Yeah. What do you guys think? Seven, like seven to one, one. Yeah. in each conference. We'll start in the West because we don't really care so much about the West. And then we'll go to the East. And then I want you guys to give one outstanding thing from your list that's going to shock somebody, right? Like, yeah. like uh, I can give you an example. Well, I don't, I don't really have anything here, but I have one interesting thing in the West. There's not that much interesting in the West as it is. Let's see what we have. Where should we start? Brandon, you want to start this one? Why don't you do that? Yeah, I'm, I'm seventh in the West is Northwestern at Northwestern. 0 and 8. Oh, oh you just and been big nine. conference. Gotcha. 0 and 9. 9. Sorry. 0 and 9 in the um in the Big Ten. You don't have um, to do record if you don't, if you just want to go. All right, number six. Number six, I have Nebraska at two and seven in the Big okay. Ten. Then right. I have Il- Illinois at three and six okay, in the Big Ten. And then I have Purdue at three and six at the Big Ten. Then I have Wisconsin, six Ooh. and three. Ooh, okay. Then I have Minnesota, 
six and three. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Yikes. And then I have Iowa. Eight and one. Okay. Eight and one. Iowa. So is that your standout stat there? You think Iowa's the big time surprise? Uh, No, I mean, I guess. I think Iowa's really, really good. Um, Imagine if they had a quarterback. I mean, just imagine. Well, they do. And I think it's the best quarterback that I can remember them having since the last time they won the Big Ten West. I think they do it again running away. Okay. Who is that? Nate uh, Stanley? We'll, we'll see. Stanley. Who, oh, Nate yep. Stanley. We'll see who agrees and who disagrees. Seth? You ready for seven this? All right. Two, one, seven. Northwestern. Similarly, I have them at 0 oh and 9. Six. Uh, Illinois, 1 and 8. Okay. Wow. Five. Nebraska, four and five. Okay. I have Minnesota at four, winning that tiebreaker at four and five. Purdue, five and four. Okay. All right. So I went through. Here's my fun fact: is I went through this alphabetically. So started with Indiana, or sorry, started with Illinois, uh, ended with Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's entire. Uh, schedule was filled out by the time I got to him and somehow I shocked myself uh, and gave them the the win in the west at seven and two and Iowa second at six and three Look That's at shock. That. we Look we unplanned. we were not nice to Wisconsin during our preview and now you have them winning the west I have one of their two losses being to IU, being IU. <laughs> hey, do you Tanner do you, not a guy so Tanner, I have not a your guy. overall record uh, for everybody. Who do you have Iowa losing to outside of the Big Ten? Do you have them losing to Iowa State? I believe so. Okay. Iowa State's supposed to be dog doo-doo, but it's at... It's a rivalry game. That, it's that, at that Iowa State, and they typically pay, play poorly. Okay. Here we go. I'll do the same. I have overall records. I'm not going to read them off. And then I'll give my stat here in a minute. And I think you'll be disappointed, Seth, but let me explain it. Number seven, Northwestern. Six, Nebraska. Five, Purdue. I expected you to put Purdue at six, so that makes no, me feel no, no. not that I'll bad. explain. I'll explain it. Four, Illinois. Three, Minnesota. Two, Wisconsin. One, Iowa. I have Wisconsin and Iowa. That is the tiebreaker to win. Iowa beats Wisconsin in the game. I think it's at Iowa. That was the big one. But what my thing was, and and by the way, I have the Big Ten West winner at nine and three. Nine and three. Compared to what we're about ready to talk about, nine and three wins the West. Mm -hmm. And I've got Purdue at six and six. And really anywhere between third and fifth. They could have fallen just depending on how the games go between Minnesota and Illinois. And I think I had them losing both because I believe both are on the road, right? Syracuse is my Purdue game of the year. Purdue always loses one. They shouldn't. They will beat Fresno, lose to Virginia Tech because Seth is going, and then (laughs) they will also lose to Syracuse at home. And that's that's going to... Ryan Walters on the hot seat. I have me lose. I have me watching them lose at Virginia Tech as well. You would expect that, right? I think you're just kind of uh, Virginia going. Tech is not a good team. I know they're not good, but, but I think just that game—that's kind a of a marquee game, game for them. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, here comes the fun part. Let me just tell everybody this. Seth and I have the exact same finish for all seven teams. What collusion? I did not do that. I didn't put Brandon's in because uh, I had more time at whenever Seth's was actually done to put his in, and then I forgot to put Brandon's in. So we'll start with Brandon. Brandon at seven in the east. Who do you have? Rutgers, one and eight. Okay. Michigan State. At six. Two and seven. Let's start right here. Right now, all three of us, exactly the same. Okay, continue. Number five. IU, two and seven. Okay. Maryland, six and three. (laughs) Okay. Penn State, eight and one. Okay. Michigan, eight and one. Ohio State, eight and one. Oh, my goodness. Seth, we don't even need to go through it. Don't need to go through it. So we do a little bit. Okay. So here's where stuff gets a little weird. So I had to do some digging on the Big10.com earlier today to figure out how the tiebreakers go. If you're eight and one and 11 and one, there's a multitude of tiebreaking options where they're all the exact same. So you finally get down to tiebreaker five a b and c which ends up being the cross the uh conference record combined of the crossover games so uh the way that we have it you have to factor in how is it uh for let's say for ohio state their crossovers were minnesota wisconsin and purdue um and then michigan's were it doesn't matter but anyways in my total math it ended up with Ohio State 1, Michigan 2, Penn State 3 because of the the record of the the strength of schedule of the not of the non-division conference oh, foes. So your your standings are wrong that I have written down. You have Ohio State winning the conference. Correct. Okay, I have Ohio just so State, is- Michigan, Penn State 1, 2 and 3. Just so everybody is aware. Samesies. Everybody is aware here. They have all three of these teams with a final record of 11 and one beating each other. Let me go through mine real quick. Let me go through mine real quick. Just so everybody knows, Seth, Brandon, and I all have the same seven through four. Seven Rutgers, six Michigan State, five Indiana, four Maryland, three Ohio State with a final record of nine and three. Nine and three for Ohio State. Somehow make the playoff. But nine and three for Ohio State. Michigan at two at eleven and one. Penn State winning the Big Ten at eleven and one. This is where our difference is. I have Penn State winning at Michigan. I'm trying to think this. Hold on. Penn State wins at Michigan. Michigan loses. I can't remember how it works. I don't remember how it works. I think Penn State loses with Ohio State. Michigan, or Penn State beats Michigan. That's how at it home. ends up working. Yes, at home. Yes, the home team wins in all that round robin. Yes. And then Ohio State, I think I've got them losing to Michigan, Notre Dame, and some other team somewhere in there. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm confused. The they only have Western Kentucky and Youngstown State. Yeah, that's the only. Other, it's 
Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, and Notre Dame are their three non-conference oh, they're, No, games. they're losing to – so they're losing to Penn State and – no, 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 they're not losing to Penn State. So they're losing to Michigan, they're losing to Notre Dame, and I think yeah. I've got them – who are their crossover games? Wisconsin. Wow. Wow. That's, that's already a 10-point favorite on the road. I'm just telling you, I do not – and I will scream this again. I do not think they are as good as everybody thinks they are. I don't. I do think this is going to be a quote unquote. I mean, they literally haven't picked their quarterback here. yet, so I mean, I that's, that's what, what I makes mean. that's what makes me so unconfident. Because when Seth told me the tiebreaker, when when I had it without my tiebreaker, I had it as Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and then Seth crushed my dreams when he told me what the uh, tiebreaker was. Because I don't <laughs> think Ohio State is the best team in the conference. No, I don't. I just think they serve at home. Tell they me. win at home. So I, I just I can't see them losing to Wisconsin. Um, it sucks because I think they're the third best team in the Big Ten. But I think they win the Big Ten. I think they win or Big Ten East. I think they win the Big Ten championship. And I think they're the number two overall team in the football playoff and lose and lose in the first round into in the first round. Yeah. So tell me this then. So we all pretty we all have Penn State at eleven and one. If you had to bet. Your life, your house, don't put your life, you have to bet your house on how confident you are in Drew Aller. Do not call him a lar. Drew Aller. Would you do it? Because he's the one, he's the one we're really betting on. Now, their defense is very good, but they're going to have to beat two other very good teams with a quarterback. So I have him, I have him as the Big Ten offensive MVP. And I okay. have uh, three Big Ten teams in the uh, in the Final Four. Okay, three Big Ten. Okay, you're right. telling me they're not going to. Ohio State go goes twelve and one. And one. Penn and State one. goes okay. eleven and one. Michigan goes eleven and one. You're telling me they're not at least in the top five. I'm just, uh, yeah, I agree. I I don't agree with you with Ohio State, but it's fine. It's different. It's fine. I'm it's just fine. Not, in my. I'm saying in my scenario, you don't. You can. Disagree on Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Okay, great. So we have done this in just under an hour, and we have a decent chunk left. So let's try to let's try to blow through this next part here. Um, I don't think we have anything in the sack, right? Sacks I, empty. Yeah, I know you do, Brandon. Hold on. Seth? I have one. Okay, so Brando, let's get into your randos. So you guys think they're going bowling. I do not. Is a five-win IU season a success? Yes. Considering they lose to Purdue. Mm. No. Is it okay? Yes. Is it a success? No. I think they have to go bowling. If they go bowling... With what's happening to the fan base right now, which thank God we had a, the hell of a distraction this weekend. <laughs> thank you guys for that one so that they could start talking about something other than the football program. They can talk about you clowns the entire time. Um, but uh, no, I think that for the fan base to come fully back on board, I think that a bowl game yep. and probably a bowl win are necessary. Yeah, I, okay. I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I think that if you go to five and seven, you get 
nobody's saying anything about Tom Allen in the offseason. You say you had more wins than you had last year, and you can sell that to the fan base in the offseason because you say we have a quarterback coming back who's done good things and something to build off of. So I think there is a puzzle momentum there, but I think your point is definitely understood in that from a fan base, um, bowling is really what attracts the eyeballs. A lot of close mind, a very close-minded fan base, right? You know what I mean? It's the same way Hall or nothing. That superficial, kind of yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Five and seven and good play from a good, solid starting quarterback. I think you'd be okay. You'd be okay there. What's right. next, Brando? So let's flip this. All right, let's say they still go five and seven. They lose to Louisville, but beat Purdue. Go two and zero oh against your rivals, but still don't go bowling. Brag is that a successful season? That's more successful. Yeah, you have two trophies out of that season. Um, I think if it's a close loss somewhere, whether it even be at Illinois or Louisville, yeah, I think that you walk away from a season again. I do think that you need to have some sort of an identity. I think Taven Jackson or Brendan Sorsby needs to come out and be like, okay, we've got a quarterback for the future. We just went five and seven with a team with a bunch twenty three transfers on it. We're set for next season. Yeah, that's and you've got two trophies in the bank. I think that's a good a good season. Seth's gonna like this question. You may kick me off the pod to ask it. Tom Allen gets fired if finish the sentence. Three three games. Three or less. Three and nine. Step, a step back from last year. If they go three and nine, he's gone. I think yeah, there's and there's no clarity at the quarterback position. Yeah. I think four iffy too, and there's no no visual progress. I think, yeah, I do. I think we're renaming the podcast. Yeah. Very possible. All right, last question, um, non-IU related. I obviously have three teams going 11 and one. Um, in my, uh, other pod, I made a prediction on who I think was going to make the playoff. Not going to go into that full thing, but I had two big 10 teams being Michigan and Ohio state, Ohio state wins it, Michigan actually beating Ohio state. So those two teams are in my question is if Penn state's 11 and one Clemson's 11 and one USC's 11 and one, who are the they giving that to dude that's so well tough. if they go two worst well so that means clemson and usc would go 12 and one then i think the conference championship gives yeah, them the conference boost. champion gets gets the boost i think i do i think that's why we need an expansion in. that yeah, right there course. is the reason we need even if they only go to six teams right because i think penn state is a better team than usc and clemson 12 is but happening I, next year right well, I'd have, I'd have to check. I'm, I'm pretty sure 12 is happening next year. Yeah, not this year, but next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it. I think the nod goes to Clemson, though. That's just I don't know their I don't know their non conference. I don't. I'd want to really care to look it up, but um, I think it goes to Clemson. The nod does. Okay, sure. interesting question. Yep. All right, that's all I got. Yeah, Seth? I think we're gonna. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a proliferation of 11 win teams moving forward because it's just 
the non-conference schedules for you get so much easier. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I started this off up top by making a uh, casual comment about fantasy football season. Um, I was looking at the Ohio State roster and figured they probably have two receivers right now um, who could contribute to an NFL team and be a worthwhile draft pick. And of course, they had two last year uh, with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Uh, so, Brandon, I'm going to ask you, is Garrett Wilson a top five PPR wide receiver this year? He is not. And the reason Ooh. I... The reason I believe it is because they have Nathaniel Hackett, who just got did a terrible job oh, yeah. in the Broncos, and I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that Tom Brady, Peyton Manning first year at a new team. I think Aaron Rodgers is cooked. I don't think he works as hard as Tom Brady. He doesn't work as hard as uh, Peyton Manning. I think Aaron Rodgers is absolutely kaput. I think the Jets know that, which is why they went out and got Dalvin Cook because they realize they're going to have to run and play defense to win. Garrett Wilson, he might be a top five talent, but he's not going to put up top five PPR results. God, he was so good to watch live. He's just he's just so good. And Seth is so bummed out now. You don't have to lock those dynasty picks in. Like It's not locked in. You don't have to do that. Yeah. I'm essentially Talk to me offline. Right. Like, literally, I love fantasy football so much. I, I so, just need so to much. ask you maybe two questions. So I haven't locked anybody else in, but I've got two that maybe. Okay. You guys ready for this? Yep. It's called Brags Over Unders. Ready for this? Here we go. You had me at gambling. Taven Jackson starts eight and a half over under Brandon. So, yeah, I mean, this is a dumb stat. This is whoever takes the first snap of the game, and I do think these will be scripted plays. So I think they are going to be very heavily into him running the ball, QB options, stuff like that. So I will say over, but if you had to ask me if he's going to have 60% more of the snaps, it's a tougher question. Oh, you think we're running a dual quarterback system with him and Sorsby? No, him and Dexter. Oh, well, Dexter's not going to be in the in the plans uh, for a while. He so will come okay. October. I'm just saying, but if you can't put, you cannot bring him in. If Taven is balling, you cannot bring Dexter in. We love Dexter. I'm just saying, you can't disrupt that. Seth, chaos over season, baby. Chaos eight season. and a half. Chaos season. I hope for your guys' sakes, over. Okay, I have over as well. Friend of the pod, Josh Henderson. Rushing yards. This is a tough one. Over under 549 and a half. Let me give a preface here. He rushed for 398 in last year. So 550 yards, basically. Over under for Josh Henderson. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go slightly over. And the reason because of that is because I also think they incorporate him more in the pass game. We saw repeatedly as nice rushing soft, soft hands. Um, so I think he gets just slightly over that okay. amount. I think I think he's uh, I think he gets around six hundred, um, which is a little over fifty yards a game. Um, but then I could see him; he could be creeping up to that eight nine hundred total yards. I do think, just so everybody is aware and is not shocked when the season comes around. I do think we see multiple running backs. I do think that the guys that have stuck with the team for a long time in Howland um, could see a lot of 
Football. Christian Turner's been hit, or turning heads. Yeah, Christian Turner looks really good as well. So the backfield, the running back room is stacked. So um, speaking of a room that's stacked, let's pick our number one receiver, Cam Camper, receiving yards over under 774 and a half. Last year in seven games, I said he played eight. He only played seven. 569 with a joke of a quarterback. 569, seven games, over under 774 and a half. There's, it's a better wide receiver room. The volume isn't going to be there with running it with Lucas and Taven and Dexter. I'm going to take the slight under here. Yeah, I think he has a better season than last year. I think he finishes it out. I just don't think there is one dimensional offensively. And so that limits his efficiency and his, uh, you know, his kind of run in the in the rotation. Okay. I mean, there was a few games where the quarterback that shall not be named threw threw the ball 50 times. Yeah, that's not going to happen. The vault, like I said earlier in the pod, though, he is going to make some absolutely game breaking plays. The the volume just isn't going to be there, unfortunately, which doesn't mean anything for the talent. Yeah. Volume and talent are not mutually exclusive. I do want to remind everybody that during the majority of the time that he did play during those seven games, he was leading the country or second in the country in receptions and yards. So in that bad of an offense. Okay. The other side of the ball, two to go. Andre Carter sacks seven in 2022 over under seven and a half. For Andre Carter. Over. Uh, if he's going to have the season that I have, <laughs> breakout defensive player of the year, give me double-digit sacks. Give me 10. Oh, that's huge. That's going to win you That's gonna win you a game. He's double-digit sacks. Seth? Yeah, the, the number, I, as you were describing the question, that I put in my head was 8.5. Um, so that's above 7.5. So let's go with it. I'm taking the over. Good. Finally, some good math on the show. Um, now, this one... Has has tended 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 to lead to a good season overall for IU in twenty nineteen or was it twenty twenty? We were referred to as Int Tiana, um, which we caused a ton of takeaways last year. A team total of seven interceptions in what was one of the worst pass defenses in the country guys i'm not setting the bar too much higher i've got iu team interceptions at eight and a half over under eight and a half i mean yes we don't know what this defense is going to look like um under matt guerrero um but i think he sees the writing on the wall knowing he has to be explosive so I don't have a great feel for this. Interceptions are kind of a luck stat. Mm-hmm. Um, but give my optimism that says the over, just because we don't know. We don't know if JoJo Johnson can can catch the ball. We don't know if Kobe Miner can catch the ball. We don't, like, there's so many unknown guys back there um, all over the defense um, at all three levels. So give me Andre Carter having at least one. One. Okay. Andre Carter with an interception. Give him the Heisman. Ten sacks, double-digit sacks and a pick. Give him the Heisman. Seth, what do you got? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. I think for a healthy team, you got to figure that you're going to probably get one interception per game, maybe get one fumble recovery per game. So that's two per game. Uh, turnovers, usually if you're at three turnovers per game, you're pretty, uh, you have a pretty good chance of winning. Um, that's just, you know, kind of odds and ends there. Um, so I really think that this team probably needs to be closer to 12 if they're going to be at the six and six level that we think they're going to be. Over under interceptions, Josh Sanguinetti, two and a half. Under. Oh, Seth over. Two. Oh, Seth whispered. I thought he thought he mouthed over. Two. I I was gonna go over for sure. I was Give gonna say four. three. I think three's about right. Four. Okay. I think he has one two interception game and then sprinkles on two others. I just think that we were so porous in our coverage last year that if we can just do any, just get any tips on anything. He's going to be there. He is an absolute ball hawk of a player, and he's going to be around. Okay, that's it on over-unders. We've got one quick section, which we've done the last few pods. It's learn the Hoosiers. There's three numbers. Here we go. Number 55, redshirt freshman defensive tackle. Should make an impact this year. Do you guys know who this is? Is it my boy Lucas? It is not. Redshirt I just freshman. guessed it. Oh, Richard Freshman. Yeah, Vincent Sneed Jr. Big time hype coming out of high school. Um, R- redshirt freshman didn't played a little bit last year. Big dude, big dude should make an impact, um, but not big like chunky. He's big like he's tall. He's a big athletic defensive tackle guy. Could even play off the edge. Vincent Sneed Jr. Number fifty five. Here is what I think is an impact transfer. See if you guys know this one. He is a big time uh, fall fall camp guy. Number ninety six defensive tackle transfer. Oh, from uh, he's the guy from Texas uh, Tech. Yes. Oh, he got that part. Philip Blitty. Dude, his Blitty. story is awesome. Story is amazing. If you guys don't know about it, look it up because we're running out of time. Um, okay, last one. And one of my favorite players from two years ago, number 99, also a defensive tackle, redshirt freshman. I believe this dude is out of Florida as well. Anybody? Nope. Nope. Mm. I know who it is only because you've told me. Oh, and he's from Alabama, okay. but he went to IMG. Is he from Alabama? He went to IMG Academy. He, he did go to IMG. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There's the Florida connection. Nick James. Who? Nick James. <laughs> I would have never got that. I well, I think that when we recruited I honestly forgot him, about I forgot about Nick James. I'll be I think he went honest. by Dominic James, maybe. And then just goes by Nick James. Dominic James, yes. I'm lo- I'm looking at him right now. There you go. He did go by Dominic James. Yeah. Another big time big time recruit. I don't think he quite got up to four stars, but he's pretty close, I think. Some big time between us and UCF. Yeah, some big time offers. Eventual national chair uh recent national champion. So there you go. Cool. They said ESPN and rivals had him at a four on IU's website. There you go. Um, do you guys have anything else to add? Really not that bad. Only a minute. Only a minute. There you go. An hour podcast. Not so bad. Yeah, hour it's not bad. At all. I mean, this, 
Honestly, there's so many paths. I mean, I I made the doctor the very poor Doctor Strange joke at the beginning, but there's so many ways to get to six wins. Yeah, like I see all over Twitter where it's like, I can't see the path to six. I can't see the path to six. No, I had to. I had to play around with the toggle so many times. Be like, oh, this goes this way or this goes that way. The amount of according to Bragg, yellow games, right? 50-50 coin flip games is crazy on this. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we'll be able to know those the first month of the year, mm-hmm. honestly. I, I, I We should have saw the writing on the wall in the Western Kentucky and Idaho games yes. um, the past two seasons. If the, if the Akron and Indiana State games go like the Western Kentucky and Idaho games, I think we know which way those 50-50 games are going to go. Yeah. Um, but so I don't think we'll have to wait long to see um, which, which what kind of team we got here. But to steal something that Bragg has said all offseason and for the past three months, nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. And we got less than, less than two weeks until we're going to know something. That's right. Uh, and anybody that's been down about, you know, you'll see all these new predictions coming out a lot of them are going to tell you three and nine a lot of them are going to tell you two and ten a lot of them are going to do some weird things that you and you want to know what that is people that don't do any research on anything people that don't cover the team nobody knows anything like nobody knows anything about this team and we'll find out in in a little bit less than two weeks and and then we can go from there. I think that you can't really base it off of that game either. Again, as I said, I don't think Ohio State is very good. I do think that they are incredible in certain positions. I do not think that they are. No, no, that's not what I meant, Seth. I don't think that they are as good as everybody thinks they are, is what I should have said. Um, I do think that they are very good, but not as good as they think they are. So Again, we have gotten blown play. out by Ohio State and looked good. Like, yeah. how many of those bowl year the bowl teams or even the, the five win Richard Legault years, we were in the game for half of it. We were in the game in the third quarter, right? So there's almost beat them with Xander Diamond. There's, there's a difference actually that Xander Diamond team is very close to what this team is this year. There you go. Um, And they had uh, Ezekiel Elliott and like some incredible players on that team. But my point is, yeah, I mean, we'll obviously talk about it on the Ohio state preview pod, but yeah, I mean, don't listen to us. We're smart. They're dumb. Well, We're big. They're small. <laughs> We're fairly attractive. They're likely not at all. We'll put our faces out there at some point. At some point, once we figure out a like actual platform to like do this, uh, I just got a haircut of great clips, and it looks like not good. I was gonna say something, but it's fine. Good for you though. You know, keep lined up. <laughs> Be sure to check out our pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. It's all at podcast leo. Make sure to follow our partner at Big Banter Sports on all of the platforms at Big Banter Sports for the latest updates um, on our podcast, as long as the other 13 crappy football teams out there in the conference for now. Be sure to download, rate, review, and follow on all of our platforms. And join us next week, guys, as we preview the very first game of the season against the Buckeyes. Until then. Love you guys. Elio. 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 He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio.
You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.